Hi, this is Brian Maddox. I'm your host of Podcast Chef, and I'm here today with Jennifer Hipskin, the founder of Next Gen Consulting. Hi, Jen. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. Um, so, Jen, I think we have uh, a lot of folks here listening today that would love to know a little bit more about your background and what you, you know, how you came about uh, with your consulting practice. So, if you can give us a little more insight to that, that'd be great. Sure, absolutely. Happy to be here. Um, I, after a long career. Um, essentially with one company and a long corporate career, um, where I was always focused on running operations, leading people, developing teams, growing teams. Um, I decided it was time for a change. Um, So in February of 2020, I left that company. Um, I took a pause. I didn't quite know the pause would be what it was. Um, But during that time, I really decided that it wasn't that I wanted to go back to a corporate culture. I was thinking about who did I want to serve um, in service to them in their growth as an individual in their career, or what company did I want to serve as they were looking for what was next for them. So the the name NextGen is actually a play on words. Um, I was always known as Jennifer. in the corporate world, we're at home, everybody knew me as Jen. And then of course, next is, this is my next. Um, But I really hope as I work with companies, I hope to bring them what's next for them or or what's next for an individual in their career growth. So I founded NextGen in the fall of 2020. Um, During that time, it's really to just kind of put a cherry on the top of something I'd done um, in my entire life. I went back and got my coaching accreditation um, join International Coaching uh, Federation. And um, I've been working with both um, corporate clients on a consulting role. I've been doing some training and facilitating. And really, my passion is really working with individuals um, on, their, um, on their coaching needs and helping them to grow. Awesome. I think one of the things that's, um, uh, that's great about a lot of the um, the recalibration that you've done, finding your finding your target audience and really finding purpose in what you want to do is a it's a vital part of kind of approaching the consulting space uh, from a position of authority. So how um, how exactly do you find your clients? What do you do to uh, to get to those coaching clients? I know we have a lot of coaches that listen to the show, uh, and it's difficult, right, to get your first couple. So how do yes. can you tell us a little story about how that worked? Yes, absolutely. So I have a couple of different stories. The first one is obviously, you know, 35 years in a corporate world, um, like so many coaches, we all have our networks. Um, And so as I started to explore the idea of coaching, I shared with my network and I was really, really fortunate. um, Someone that I've known for a long time, who's currently the CEO of a company said, I absolutely have leaders on my team that I would love to have you work with. So uh, that was my first individual um, coaching client um, last year. Um, He's just recently re-upped with me um, because his CEO has seen terrific growth with him. Then the second is um, one of my training and facilitation clients, and this is advice I give to everybody, is talk about what you do everywhere at the grocery store when you're getting your hair done on the kids' soccer field. Uh, We were on vacation last fall. We were on one of the great pandemic road trips um, in Colorado, and we came to a small resort um, in the mountains of Colorado, and it was under new ownership. And I happened to run into the owner and I told him about what I was doing. He and I actually had some similar background. And he said, wow, 
He said, I'd really love you to come and work with my team. I have a new leadership team. So that really just came from just me talking about what it is I did. I developed a two-day training workshop and last fall um, delivered that up in the beautiful mountains of Colorado. Not a bad gig if you can get it. Oh, I think we could all do from uh, a little bit more work in Colorado. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I wouldn't mind. I'm on the East Coast, and it's uh, the weather is uh, challenging at times. We'll just say. So, yes. um, when when you started uh, your practice, and and it's a relatively young practice, um, one of the things that comes to mind with the perils there um, is how do you juggle. Uh, almost the the on and off approach of scaling the practice and at the same time marketing and being vital to service delivery. I mean, it's it's a lot to do all at once. How do you manage that? Yes, absolutely. And if you're in this space, whether it's consulting, coaching, a little bit of both that I'm doing, the heart of it, that the the part that you're passionate about is the actual work. Um, being on site with a client, or I do a lot of my individual coaching um, over Zoom virtually, that's the part you love. Um, honestly, I don't love the paperwork part of it. I don't love the QuickBooks management part of it. Um, so, But it has to be done. And then, of course, the marketing is so vital. Um, so how I solved, I'm fortunate, how I solved the uh, financial management of it is I have uh, an employee. It's a uh, Steve Hipskind, who uh, he helps out and he's he's great with that, that component of it. But really, I think something that people don't understand when you're going to business yourself is the amount of time that you need to devote, especially early on, to the marketing piece. And it's, you know, I'm learning very quickly. I'm not a marketer, um, but I am leaning into the network, again, talking to everybody that I can talk to. And then I'm just starting to explore different ways, um, different tools that I could use now um, to kind of take it to that next level. Because your, your network only takes you so far. Um, and you're very grateful for everyone in your network who entrusts you. Um, but it's it, then it's time to get out and really dig. And, and I'll be honest, that's, that's got to be in the early days, 30 to 40% of your time. A powerful observation. Your network only takes you so far. What when what were the signs that uh, indicated to you that your network was uh, I, I would say petering out because it doesn't really work that way, right? It continues yeah. to yield fruit over time. But what was one of the indicators that you needed to uh, go beyond networking as a solution for business development? So you have to think about it. Is that here you are? You have your accreditation. Ta-da! I'm ready. But it might not be the right time for those in your network. They might not have a leader that needs coaching right now, or they might not need their businesses. It doesn't need kind of another boost from a consulting partnership. So just because you're ready doesn't mean that everyone that you're working with um, or that you've worked with in the past is, is ready. And so that's where you take the experience that you have and get to know new people. Um, and that's that is the that's the challenge. That's the thirty to forty percent I was talking about. So when you um, when you I, I guess when you got your first couple of clients, you you at some point you looked around and you said, "Well, um, nobody else in my network is ready." So then, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great question. That's that's the what I'm doing now. Um, I think the first thing is get out and put content out there yourself. 
um, let people know it's not it's not as simple as hang, hanging the proverbial shingle out. It's putting content out, whether it is. Um, I also have a blog that's attached to my website um, that you put content out relative to your articles. Uh, jumping on podcasts with you is a great way to expand the network. Um, I've attended virtual networking events um, in places that that I probably might not have at this point have jumped on a plane to go visit. Um, and so now it's just really about um, getting to know this new group of people um, and then think, tapping into um, new avenues that you perhaps hadn't thought of before. I, I think, um, yeah, I think we can all resonate with the, the notion that one of the things you have to do very quickly um, is try stuff that you've never done before. Yeah. Right. If you stay comfortable, um, you're you're only going to grow to a certain point, and and a big part of uh, the next step, um, the, the the next gen consulting, if you will, is really trying that new uh, that new approach. Um, the, the you said creating content is is an important part of what you do. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What does that look like for you? Yes, absolutely. And I love what you just said. So I. Um, literally have an old fashioned whiteboard here with post-it notes on it. And I put quotes up, um, either great quotes that I heard or things I think of myself, but one that I've heard is be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you are an entrepreneur, if you are out um, doing your own thing, that you have to live in that space, um, particularly at the beginning. And, And it's okay. It's okay. And I think if you feel early on that you're too comfortable, you're probably not pushing hard enough. Um, so in, in my case, in talking with clients and talking with my network that perhaps is not ready, what are the topics that are they're mattering to teams? What, what do need, leaders need to hear? And that's really um, where I get my ideas for content. Um, I re- recently published an article about being the kind of leader that your team needs today. Today, you need to be a very different leader than you were a little over two years ago. Your team may be remote. I'm working with a client right now that he has team members he's never met face-to-face still. Um, And so how do you be that great leader, that leader that listens, that empathetic leader, um, and the leader that can show up with your team, even though that showing up with your team might just be through a little box, a little screen on the computer. Um, So just really searching out uh, topics that are relevant to uh, those in the business world now, and and trying to be an avenue to provoke some thought um, around those relevant topics. Well, uh, that's um, that is excellent, excellent counsel. One of the things that um, that we've discovered very quickly uh, in my own consulting practice is um, if you don't know what the customers want, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. Yeah. You need to be able to relate to uh, to the customers where they're at, where they're going, what they want. Yeah. Um, because if you don't, they don't, if you don't understand them, if you don't demonstrate that understanding, if you don't say, "Hey, listen, I know what you're going through," uh, it, again, it doesn't matter. You might be uh, the most skilled and, and talented consultant out there, and you just can't uh, you can't connect with your your prospects. Uh, absolutely, and that's really what it is. Um, what particularly with coaching. Um, I will give a complimentary what I call discovery session because it there has to be chemistry there. Um, I remember very early on, I was assigned a mentor in my corporate world. And that mentor made me feel like I was bothering them, made me feel like they really didn't have time for me. And there was a chemistry there. 
Um, so what did I do about it? Well, I marched straight up to the CIO and I asked him to be my mentor. Um, and he was terrific. Um, he's the CIO of a major corporate corporation and yet he made time for me. And that I will always remember that, that that chemistry between the coach and the coachee has got to be there. And so whether you're producing content that people go, hmm, that sounds like me, or you're developing a website that feels like me as a potential coachee or a client, um, that's really what this connection is. And I said early on, it's about being in service to your clients. Um, It has to be something for them and what they want. Um, because the choice, there's, let's face it, there's choices in consultants and there's choices in coaches out there. So it's all about great chemistry. Absolutely. I, I can't agree more. Um, the natural next question then for me is, okay, so so you've got your content library. It's out there. Um, you know, it's connecting with folks. How does that, this is this is like a really, really itchy question and I apologize, but how does that turn into business? And that's a great point. That is a great point. Um, it's early. It's very early. Um, and so what I'm using it for is I'm actually using it for a push. Um, so I have a client that um, has a particular thing they're working on. I always would suggest read this, read that, look at this, look at this YouTube, listen to this podcast. Oh, and here's something that I wrote that might be of value to you. Um, I, again, I'm tapping into the network. Um, hey, here's something that um, I, part- I, I participated in a webinar and I took notes and I was talking to someone in my network and they were facing a similar problem of the web- webinar that I um, attended. I said, hey, here's a kind of a recap I have of this, of this webinar. So I think in the early days, it has to be a push um, if you're not getting that natural traffic to your website. Um, and there are other avenues. You certainly, you, you certainly can push it. Um, but right now, I'd rather do it more organically as opposed to um, buying paid sponsorships. Um, it, just, just at this point, it, that's what's right for me now. Yeah, I, I I can relate to that. I think one of the things that's um, that's easier for me when the consulting stuff is, particularly when you've when you've got a good piece of content that that talks to a problem that you really clearly understand. Um, I, I treat that like a gift. So I will, I mail these, you know, articles that I've written or these, you know, uh, podcasts or whatever, I'll mail them to a prospective client as a, here's a gift that might solve your problem. Yes. And it's so different when you start thinking about your own content, not as strictly speaking, like just abject marketing, you're going to throw into the wind and good luck, but as a gift to help your prospects connect with you and solve the problem. I, a fair amount of the content that we create um, is designed to be self-service, right? Um, with the understanding that if they're able to solve the problem with a piece of content we create this time, next time when, you know, either the content doesn't land or it's not, you know, the problem feels bigger than the content, uh, that you can really get that connection and then turn that into revenue. Yeah, it's, it's the long game for sure. Um, and being an entrepreneur, they used to say, you know, it's lonely at the top. Well, being an entrepreneur can be lonely at times. Um, but you're absolutely right. It's the right time, the right connection. Um, and, and it, it comes along. Um, I'm just, I'm just thrilled when I get to meet new people. Um, 
And, you know, if I'm working with clients in a lot of times that are a crossroads in their career, well, if that crossroads is a job change, um, that's, that's a little tricky. They're unemployed right now and they do need some coaching, but they're unemployed right now. Um, so that's where the, I think the gift that you talk about, whether it's, hey, here's, here's some articles I wrote that might be helpful to you. Here's a resource, um, another resource that, you know, a YouTube video or another website um, that I'm going to provide to you again as my gift to you. Because um, you, never, you never know what will come back around. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the, the whole um, works here with with how the content marketing sort of by itself in absentia that's how content marketing really works is so that whole what goes around comes around kind of model yeah. but it puts stuff out there and uh and in many ways um as deliberate as we want to be sometimes it's like crossing your fingers <laughs> absolutely yeah. absolutely so um when you when you create your content and all that kind of stuff um, you're putting most of that out on your website or are you putting it on on other social media sites like LinkedIn or Twitter or what have you? Where are you spend um, most of your uh, your content sort of um, uh, ammunition? Well, so that's a great question. So uh, early on, I developed a LinkedIn page for my business. I developed a Facebook business page and I developed um, I, the website, of course. Um, I didn't feel like from my business model that Instagram... Um, just didn't feel right for my business model. It might be for someone else's, but it just it didn't feel right. Um, I am not I'm I'm not involved in TikTok, Twitter, um, and there's so many avenues. And I think that's part of it is that you have to pick your lane, and you can't be all things to all people in all mediums. Um, and so I really kind of stayed focused in those areas. Um, I think that I have. Um, email newsletters that I get from um, other coaches or other consultants that I really admire. And I, it's funny, on Tuesday mornings, seems to be the, the great day to get your email um, from those that you're signed up for their list. And there are, there are emails that I really look forward to. I'm going to get your email today. And that's what you want to be. You don't want to be that annoying email, that annoying push um, that you know, that doesn't really enlighten me or, or make me want to work with you. you. You raise a really interesting point. And this is one that um, I think is very difficult to get your head around sometimes because when you make something, right, you're very proud of it. So how do you know your email is one of those that folks look forward to versus I've created yet another problem for somebody else to unsubscribe to? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And I haven't jumped into the email yet, ah. um, personally, um, in terms of mass emails. Um, I think that that's yet to come. Um, but you're right. You don't just from, you know, I, I go by the, if, if you're just, if you're saying everything, you may be saying nothing. And if you're trying to speak to everyone, you may be speaking to no one. So to really just stay tight, um, I would say email might would probably be a natural next for me. Um, but again, I think, as I said before, other, other mediums um, like an Instagram or a TikTok are probably not going to be a part of the next gen um, business model. Um, 
I think, again, managing your effort there becomes a real important part, particularly when you try and balance things like, you know, the whole scalability conversation, yes. service delivery. I know uh, a lot of folks love being that practitioner. So um, it, it's counterintuitive, right, to narrow your marketing scope and at the same time, um, try and get as much business as you can. <laughs> it's, a, it's, right. a, it's a tricky little uh, uh, scenario to try and work through. Yeah, absolutely. And you also have to, you know, it's you're forever learning, right? Um, and things are moving very quickly. Um, if you would have said to me two years ago, I'd be managing a website, I never would have believed it. Um, and so you you have to continue to learn, but you do have to stay true to yourself. And I really don't see myself as, I'm going to say, the dancing coach on TikTok. Um, so you have to stay Stay true to the mediums and the, um, and the content that is you want to resonate with your potential clients. Absolutely. Jennifer, thank you so much for your insight and your time today. Um, so uh, just for our listeners, um, if they want to get a hold of you, who should reach out and, and in general, how should they do so? I really focus on, as I said earlier, um, people at a crossroads in their career, whether it's, I have a client that, you know, is, it was trying to decide if they hit 50 years old, should he go back and get his master's degree? Um, so we worked through that and I'm proud to say he is in the middle of a master's program right now. So that was his crossroads. Um, whether it's a leadership gap um, in your career, it's the, what got you here won't get you there um, that you need to work through. Work through. Um, I, I work with clients that are great, that are looking to be extraordinary. So that's really the coaching side of it. From the client, from the um, consulting side of it, it really is small to medium businesses that um, are looking to work through people, process, customer um, problems. How can I help solve them based on my experience and based on let's let's solve it through your people because I really do believe kind of people are where it begins and ends. Um, the way to get a hold of me best is um, nextgenconsulting.com. Even easier um, if you also type just jenniferhipskin.com um, that you can find me there as well. Um, and I'd, I'd love to talk. It's You do find in this time that um, it's just, it's great time to meet new people. Um, and again, to stay with that being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So much. Uh, this has been awesome. I uh, hope to have you on the show again, uh, because I think there's a lot of insight that you're gaining along the way. Um, thank you so much for your time. And uh, this has been a episode of Podcast Chef. Hope to see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-I-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our Podcasting Done For You service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level.
Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024, and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.